What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Food Joint Podcast. I'm your man, P. It's your boy, Mills. What's going on? What's happening, bro? I know they probably looking at it like, yo, what's up with the new digs? Uh, listen, I put in the, in the show notes from last week. I had a little surprise, you know what I mean? This is a hell of a surprise. Oh, for sure. But listen, today is a special episode. This mm. is our Bear Review Season 2. Yes, sir. A lot of spoilers, like we told you guys. We if gave you, y'all two weeks, man. If you ain't watch it yet, then hey, listen, that's on you. Listen. I, y'all- but listen, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I just finished it last night. So I don't want y'all to think that I've been sitting on this. But I, it's been worth it. It was sure, worth it. It was worth sure. me staying up till 1 30 this morning. I had to refresh. It was a couple of things I wanted to like rewatch right. just to make sure I got it down packed because we right. got we gotta unpack it. Oh yeah, but, for sure. What you think overall? What you grade it? Overall, on a scale of one to ten, I give it a ten. And I'm gonna tell you why. Damn. I give it a ten because they came how they were supposed to. Season one, nobody really knew what to expect. It was a new show. People didn't know if it was gonna flop or be successful, but it was mad successful. The hype and anticipation around season two chose to be well worth the wait because they got so in depth with so many different things. For sure. The character development was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And my dark horse favorite character from this season is Claire. Claire. Sister uh Claire. Carmi's oh, friend. That's not oh, that's not his girlfriend. God. That's a friend. I hated that part of this season. But I'll expound on that later. She was my she was my favorite person because his life is so chaotic. And she was able, and you know, us being a part of this this industry, we know how chaotic it can be. Mm-hmm. And she was that little glimmer of sunshine in his constant thunderstorm. And she brought some normalcy to him because Carmi is a psychopath. That's an understatement. So the fact that, you know, he was vulnerable enough to kind of let her into his world. I get, and also because he felt like before he kind of fumbled the ball with her when uh when they were trying to put him on back in the day. It wasn't really a fumble, though. It was a fumble in a sense of, listen, she's a great girl. You know she's a great girl. She's digging you. You back. We don't know how long, but you back. See what's up. And he was like, mm, nah, I'm out. Yeah. All right. I got you. I mean, you miss a thousand percent of the shots you don't take. I agree. That wasn't. A sh- I'm in Copenhagen, and I'm in California. What I need a what I need a girl in Chicago for. I mean, yeah, true. Plus, at that time, he really didn't want to be there. Like, so I'm gonna get a girl here. And yeah, speaking of Copenhagen, I love what they did for Marcus. Marcus. Oh man, I loved it. But I got you. We gonna we gonna touch on it. But right. I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, out of ten. Hear me out. All right. Zero to the wire. Wires ten out of ten. A seven ain't bad. It's close. No, it's seven a cu- ain't bad. There's a couple things I wish they would have did different, like the Claire thing. Just from a timing perspective, you can't convince me that he fell in love with Shorty in ninety days and blew it. I'm surprised they made ninety days. It, it might not even been ninety days. Probably was like six weeks. I'm just based off the 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 schedule and the framework of opening a restaurant. Right. Like when they when they reconnected, I'm like, I don't know. The, the clear one, thing I ain't particularly care for, and the the Sydney and Marcus thing, they kind of just forced it. The for they forced the ending. 
it was how they gradually did it through the first through the, through the two seasons, right? And then they just smashed it all into one episode, like they put it together and then broke it apart. They could have like prolonged that a little bit. I got you, but other than that, oh man, phenomenal, nah. phenomenal. Jamie Lee Curtis stole the show. Yeah, every time she was on the screen, even outside the restaurant. Heavy spoilers, heavy spoilers. When she was outside the restaurant talking to Pete, and she was like, "Do this for me, right? Do this for me." He was like, "But, but, do this for me." She said the same thing eight times, eight different ways, and it hit every single time. Yeah. And no, yeah, you're like, right. Listen, mm. when you write, you write. Yeah. But she's a seasoned vet, so she needs that an type Emmy. of stuff you expect that from her. She needs an Emmy for that. But I agree. Who's your Who's your uh, most improved? Richie. You gave it to Richie. Richie, without a shadow of a doubt, that one episode because he finally grew up. Yes, he was forced to, and he. I don't think Carmi threw him that crazy oop. Richie thought that he was just trying to get rid of him. But then he allowed himself to see the bigger picture and mm-hmm. he allowed himself to grow and seeing all of the behind the scenes of how that restaurant in particular <sighs> works. Oh my God. It gave me a headache. I missed watching those days. it. I'm not going to lie. Like I really had a headache I, I, I watching those. it because I said, if this is how it is day to day to day to day, mm-hmm. y'all can keep that. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was chaos, but it was organized chaos. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was willing to learn after he got over the Forks thing, when homie pulled him outside and told him, Damn. I love this shit uh-huh. and you got to love it. And there's no disrespect if you don't, but respect the people that do. It's like, wow. Yo, listen, I miss working in that. And it's insane. And it's tedious and it's tasking, but the the gift at the end, like when he when he dropped the, the hibiscus cloud in the tea, yeah. And Richie's like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, language. <laughs> Listen, it's like it's it's a different experience when they when they bought the pizza to give to them. When he did when he deconstructed that pizza the way he mm-hmm. did and turned it into that masterpiece, it's I'm like, telling you, yo. okay, all right. It's a all culinary is is a puzzle. Now, two key points. As I was refreshing and watching this last night, two key points. First off, that me up. Let me tell you why. Every single thing we've been talking about on this very podcast since last November. So we had seven months, eight months, something like that. Yeah. Every single thing showed up on that show. They listening. What she already have on her jacket at the end? Sydney. She kept taking it off, putting put on a new one. Taking it off, putting on a new one. Oh man, don't put me on the spot like that. Fucking tomatoes. Oh yeah. Tomato stains. When I said, yo, we're kind of like the uh, hospital, like we have this weird dichotomy where we're kind of like similar to nurses and doctors. Right. What happened? All right, yeah, you got a point. It's it's hospitality. Yeah. You know, bro, everything, everything, our relationship conversation. We need a check or an appearance in season three. Listen, I would love that. For sure. What? Listen, I'm <laughs> Man, listen. You, I told you before, I'll be the bull panhandling out in front of the store. So I'm, just get me on the Anything. Screen. Bro, when I sat back, I'm watching, I'm like, wait, they really touched on everything. Like everything. So either they was listening or 
they really got some chefs that's like telling them what to actually put. Like this makes sense. This don't. This won't make sense. Like this is how it's going to work. This is not how it's going to work. Right. Everything. I was flabbergasted. The uh, the uniforms and the aprons at the end, they were they were on point. Fire. The bear Jones. Fire. And then when Sydney had the uh, Tom Brown. Yeah. Yo, listen. I saw that. I was like, wait, Tom Brown made chef jackets. And then it was like for them he does for them yo oh my god I, he cracked that but he put the box on the table I said no fucking way yeah no fucking way and you told like, and you told me it was coming and I was after we had that conversation I was looking for it I, and listen, then when I finally saw it I said okay he's this fire is what, this is what he was talking about fire yeah so Ebron I, pissed me off too who Ebron. Oh, because he quit? Because he quit. He pissed me yeah, off. See, now that was another thing I ain't like. What, y'all didn't have to. Y'all just showed him not showing up. You showed him at the park smoking a cigar. And then he came back. Yeah, like his character development sucked because out of 10 episodes, he might have been in like three and a half. Maybe they, maybe four. They could have played that better instead of just no, kind of like. It could have been. They could have delved into why he quit versus him and Tina having that bullshit conversation at the window. She called him a bitch like 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely called him a bitch. He had to take it too. What can you do? Yeah. But even then, even if you wanted to say like he quit, all right, cool. You could just say, hey, listen, this is why I quit. Right. Or you could have just touched on the fact that his arthritis, because he kept rubbing his hands the whole time. Even really? when he stayed like to, to cut that stuff when they was in culinary school. You could have played on that. I just kind of rushed it a little bit. And it got two extra episodes this season. Yeah. So you had, it wasn't like- It had the space. You had the space. Yeah. And then another thing about the season, everybody had redemption except for Carmi. Did you notice that? Yeah. I think they felt like him being the lead guy, him being who he is, he didn't need redemption. But after the Fishes episode and- he started to open up more, talk about his anxiety and his panic attacks and how fucked up his family was and this and that and kind of giving people an insight to his mental and why mm-hmm. he is the way he is. You know, it's like, okay, you know what? They're they're doing great character development with him. You know, they're making him more personable, him opening up. And in season three, the way season two ended, especially with him being locked in the box. Oh man. It's like hilarious. Is this a, is this symbolically him locked in his food prison? Mm -hmm. I took the same thing. Because it's like, it is a chaotic industry and the people who are really in it, the way Carmi was, the way I was at one point, I Mm -hmm. kind of removed myself from that. You kind of you did remove yourself. For sure. Yeah, yeah, bro. I was dying. You was getting burnt out. <laughs> but that food prison of just like you can't think about anything else. Right. And it was so poignant when he was in there and he didn't know he was talking to Claire. He was like, I don't need excitement and enjoyment. And I don't give excitement and enjoyment. That was a bar. Cause it's like this I'm not I'm, deserving and nobody is deserving. Right. Like this is all I need. This, this is who I am. I'm not going to change. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And then she realized in that moment, am I really wasting my time? For sure. 
And then he listened to that voicemail, boy. I was like, you're an asshole. The ice on the cake, like we said, though, the ice on the cake was when Richie called him Donna. <sighs> and, yo, that would talk about a temper tantrum. Yo. Because it was almost like, I'm fucking you up as soon as this door opens. But we all know Richie would kick his ass. And then, two, he needs his ass kicked. No, you're, you're right. And I think Richie definitely would kick his ass because Richie, as mature as he allowed himself to be, especially with the suits and this and everything else, mm-hmm. he's still harboring the resentment of Tiff finally moving on. I don't think so. In the beginning, yeah. It hurt him. It hurt him bad. And I think it helped I think it helped him grow though. Listen, that place he worked at helped him grow because in the beginning, remember he was like, I've been reading and I've been trying to find purpose. Yeah. Fast forward to when he found out Shorty was getting remarried. And then he works at the restaurant and he found purpose. Like even the little thing where he like when Sydney had the little marker and he was like, it was the colors were messed up and he mm-hmm. went to go fix it. When they interviewed Shorty, he was like, I turned the nap on, on purpose. Like he found his purpose. So now he is now he can really flex on Carmi. That's why he felt like so like daring to say the Donna shit. Cause it's like, yeah, bro, you tripping. Yeah. You talk about me. I finally figured it out. What up when you gonna grow up? Exactly. And then um shout out Robert Townsend. Meteor Man popped up. Yeah. That was crowd was like, wait, is that is that Meteor Man? I yo, I said the same thing last night. I said they got Meteor Man in this joint. Yo, listen, he killed killed as her pop. She blew him away. He didn't He didn't believe in her. He didn't believe. He didn't but he I'm not gonna say he didn't believe in her. He didn't believe in the in the culinary industry. Because he saw what it was doing to her. And he wanted her to have a sense of normalcy. Like, just mm-hmm. get a regular job. Get a regular job. Work regular at Boeing. Pay. You get paid every two weeks on time like you're supposed to. You're not killing yourself working a million hours. And you'll be able, you'll get a 401k, blah, 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 blah. You'll, like, you'll be, you'll be all right. But that's not her dream. And when he realized, finally, she's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I get it now. Yo, listen, another thing we remember we talked about on the, uh, the unhealthy episode. How do you explain what we do to somebody who just like has no clue? And it wasn't until he sat through all nine courses and was like, "Holy shit, this is the Sistine Chapel. This is the Mona Lisa. This is like right. art." And Tina, she came up big this, this season. She she's Sue now. For sure, you know, and um, graduated culinary school when Carmi, when they were getting ready to open, and he gave the reins to Sydney, said, This is your ship now. Mm-hmm. That was huge. She was like, Because that was him relinquishing control mm-hmm. and just letting her know in that moment, You're validated. I see you. Everything that you've worked for got you to this exact the moment point. right here. And even Tina brought up, she was like, Well, Carmi's not the, the CDC, well, Chef de Cuisine. She was like, well, since you're moving up, like, you know, what about a Sue? And she was like, well, you know, do you, you know, I'm asking you. And she was like, well, I don't know anybody. She he didn't even register right. that she, she was could. Like, no, do it. I'm asking you. That's why she hugged her the way she did. Yeah. Because she said in her mind, I finally got my moment. Like, this is my mm-hmm. moment. And she was killing. No, she killing. was. She was. She was. Tina came up huge this season. He, 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 
character development award goes to Tina because she was a fucking asshole that's, all that's through a, season that's a one. That's called Spade She was a bitch. You said it. She was a bitch. <laughs> you said it. She was a horrible person. That was her character. I mean, listen, not, not in real life. Oh, yeah. Not even in real life. No, but she was a bitch. Mm-hmm. They had her be Queen B. And, and she also had to realize that this is non-conducive to a healthy career slash work relationship with these people that I spend majority of my time with. For sure. But I don't even think she thought about it that way in the beginning. Not even as like she can be better than what she already was until she didn't think about it until Sydney gave her the comment, the the the, the compliment with the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Remember, she said, "Go ahead, tell me they tell me their shit." She said, "No, they're really good." Mm-hmm. And that 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 fucked her up because she wasn't expecting it because she wouldn't have done that. And then look at her now. Look at her now. Look at her the fuck now. Funniest moment of the season. What's yours? Um, I think we're on the same page, but we're on the all right. We're we're in the same book. Okay. Now, the funniest. There is no funniest moment for me, but every time my man that was fixing that was doing the renovations. Fact. Every time he <laughs> was Matheson. on the screen, it was comedic. His gold. brother came at the dinner. Just in general, anytime okay. the brother was on this Theodore fact, mm-hmm. when anytime they was on the screen together, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to laugh now. They kind of remind me of Jay and Silent Bob. Yes. Yes. That's exactly who they reminded me of. Oh, my goodness. And then, But uh, he was, when, at the end, when he finally realized it, when Ibram hung the picture... Mm-hmm. The way he looked at it when he said Jewish lightning and everybody was like, you can't <laughs> you say, say that. <laughs> but when he finally figured it out. Oh, about the gas? had the conversation with Richie and Richie said, go ahead, do your thing. When they had the fire suppress, uh, suppression test, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have passed if it wasn't for that moment of clarity that he had. True. I like, mean, the thing like. Even even the thing with with fact season one and even now he's Mister Fix It always, but they never really trusted him though, and no. that when he earned they trust with that with the fire suppression test just because you're no longer like patching Sorry. patching you know putting tape over things now you really know how to fix things yeah so even his, his progression I thought he was going to go completely different I thought he was going to be in the kitchen but I I, I kind of figured that they were going to keep him where he was in the show because he was so good at it. Mm-hmm. And even though he actually can burn in real life in the kitchen, for sure, that's not the role that they needed from him. We need you to be this guy. And maybe in season three, when it comes back, mm-hmm. they'll kind of let him showcase on the show what he can do, and it's like, why, why, why didn't you, why didn't you never tell us? And it's like, well, they touched it, on in season one when I never whole, really asked. They touched on season one when that whole printer debacle happened when when Sydney quit, because he was like, you got to go get back there and help. So that's why I thought they was going to like lean into it a little bit. I like the little swerve that they did, put him in a suit, mm-hmm. and then you know, I like the swerve because him and the other gentleman, Gary, Gary, him, they were both in suits. Mm-hmm. Richie's in a suit. And I love how they wouldn't talk on the floor. They would just pass, pass notes. notes to each other. Slick. I've and, never seen it. 
You never like, seen it? Never seen even it. Even when you was doing your thing? Never seen it. So it was a little it was a little industry trick that even caught your eye. Yeah, but see, like, I never saw the oh my the goodness, I got it on phone. I'm sorry. I never saw like the taking note thing, but I did see like the the invisible cues, you know, just a look here or a, a wave of the hands. I see that a lot, but the really? taking, yeah, the taking, yeah, what? Hell yeah. There was a girl I used to work with. She she knew how to sign, so she would teach. She okay. would teach. She would teach some of the people like, hey, this like this means, or like even when it was like, sorry, thank you, like little things. So that I saw the note taking. I never saw, which is crazy. Well, I know at the restaurant. They wrote majority of their notes in the back in the kitchen mm-hmm. and then would just pass, pass them on the floor. So if they did it that way, I can understand why you probably would have never saw it. And then also, you you doing your thing. You in the trenches. You don't got time to pay attention to that. I'll be seeing everything. Hmm? I'll be, I see everything. No oh, word. Right. I told you, you got to be able to see what's going on. I just remember I told you, I could hear when something's like wrong, which is probably why I'm getting older now. My hair is getting a little spotty, but... You got to be able, it's like a, you got a 360, you got to be able to see everything. Don't do, you got to look at you and be like, yo, don't do that. I hear how you cutting something wrong. Or get the or get the water off the griddle. Okay. But it's just repetition. Yeah. So, um, Sydney. So, with her, it was a very up and down season for her. Mm-hmm. Because when they finally said, we're going to do this, everybody's in. And she had her moments very early when she would go around and talk to people in the industry she knew, mm-hmm. ask them their opinions, yada, yada, yada. Every, almost everybody she respected got burnt. Some, in some form or fashion, they got burnt with the partner thing. Mm-hmm. And it gave her cause to pause, like, is this really, am I doing the right thing? And um, no, Not to cut you off, not is she doing the right thing. Should I be doing business with Carmi? That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, okay. By, is she doing the right thing? And um, then when Carmi and Claire started kicking it and his attention was elsewhere, he was absent, she couldn't get a hold of him, she really felt like she was doing it by herself. And then it was, she felt it was just, damn, it's just me and his sister. Mm-hmm. And she harbored some real resentment towards him because it's like, you asked me to do this with you. And now I feel like I'm doing it by myself. And, you know, they had their little spat. Mm-hmm. Then they pieced, apop- it up. pieced it up and everything else. But I knew at some point she was either going to explode on him or she was going to say to herself, this ain't worth it. You're not worth it. And I'm cool. But early in the season, when she went and she tried all that food, yo, and she was just eating Inspir- and eating and eating. Inspiration. Listen, I'm talking about, I'm sitting on the sofa, I'm salivating. <laughs> I'm hungrier than a hostage. I said, I need to be doing what she's doing right now. Yeah, listen, but see, that's another thing they took. Remember I said, yo, mom and pops is where it is. Like, that's where you go. Yeah. For a real food experience. Yeah. And she was going to these little niche places and talking to these different chefs and all different walks of life, colors. They just, everybody looked different. And all the food looked amazing. And it was killing. All the food looked amazing. Killing. Every place she went. And unbeknownst to the average um, consumer, per se, all those mom and pops, all those places that was highlighted, 
in this show in this mm-hmm. season, I guarantee you, booming. They're going to be booming. Because there's going to be people in the city or there's going to be tourists that say, hey, look, I watched the bear. I want to oh, go yeah. where Sydney went. Yo, that's... It's, 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 equivalent, it's, almost, it's equivalent to almost being on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. It's like Tom Brown's site probably crashed that day. Oh, yeah, probably. Just because everybody like, well, what is that? Right. So, yeah, you send traffic. It's silent advertising. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the scene when she was in there in one spot. She was eating. They were having their meeting. And you saw her secretly sneaking, taking notes and everything mm-hmm. else. And it's like, okay, I see you. So, remember she tried to poach. Oh, Listen, let me tell you, that happened to me. <laughs> it happened to me. One time, I was working at this hotel. And we need a staff back. You were trying to poach? Yes. Okay. So it was a it was a restaurant across the street. So I walked in the kitchen, handed out my car, and walked out. And then the chef came was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, mind your fucking business. And then we took two of the people. It's a thing. It's a thing. It sucks and it's shitty, but it's a thing. That's crazy. I cracked up. I was like, damn, yo. All right. She bitched up real quick. <laughs> She's like, nothing, oh, nothing. nothing. I'm out of here. Go fuck yourself. But you could tell she wasn't stealing any people. They were just looking at her like, is this what you're doing right now? Because they all knew it was, it was like what was happening. And she tried to put, oh, there's this place. Uh, it's like, yeah. just, uh, just. Like you were so vague about it. Yeah. Like, we know. Crazy. We know. But uh, so, my, well, so who are we touching on now? Man, probably like my favorite moments involved this person. All right. Marcus. All right. When Marcus made that Copenhagen Sunday and you could just see the actor, they were they weren't acting. Whatever they made that they tasted, that was a real response. Oh no, that was a short real. Carmi was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then Sydney was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So his his I like the chef in Copenhagen that mm-hmm. that took Marcus under his wing because he was very he was he was gentle yet direct and blunt at the same time it was like listen i'm not here to hurt your feelings but i'm here to let you know that looks like shit mm-hmm. let's do it again mm-hmm. but then when the when the when the wall between them kind of broke okay. a little bit oh, and yeah, they yeah. Were, they allowed themselves to be personable and they had a conversation and they talked and everything else. And, you know, it was the, the human element mm-hmm. was put back in. It was like, all right, this is cool. I t- bro, that's another thing they I know they got from us. And I said, yo, I can't be personal with you until you know how to work. Yeah. So that it was, was like, cool. it was like, and he was like, what's dextrose? So he started looking it up and he's like, here's the recipe. So he's like, oh, shit. But like his growth, the chef part, he's been consistent. He's the most consistent person on the show but his growth as a chef on the show he went from fucking up the cake and not having that shit ready at all to running the line when carmy got locked in the fridge now he got a little emotional with shorty but he was that cannoli i don't even like cannolis but he said parmesan crust and i was like why i never thought of that because you don't like cannolis. So you're not going to give 100% of yourself to that because you don't even bang with it like that. Sort of. I don't eat pork. Well, I could do what? That's different, though. Because pork is something that many people consume. Cannolis, 
that's hit or miss. You either like him or you, you don't. don't. Yeah, that's true. There's that's no true. in between. It's always the feeling. With pork, you can do a million things with pork. That's true. That's so, true. you know, I think I think that's it. But was there ever a cat on the boat? No. I didn't think so. No. Because he filled that water bowl up. Nobody lived there. Why would, where, why would there a cat be there? But I think that was a part of the joke. He even said to himself, like, I really don't think it's a cat. It, it, he was like, yo, when he when he calls in, he's like, yeah, I've been feeding an, an invisible cat. Yeah. So, but my my funniest moment is when Marcus found homie smoking crack in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> He said, yo, listen, Sydney, uh, um, I found Josh. Um, he's smoking crack in the alley. Can I fire him? She was like, yeah. <laughs> like, what? And I knew something was going to happen like that because when Carmi said, had uh, take over Josh's station or whatever, and Tina was like, I don't know where the fuck he is. Like, I, like, I haven't seen him. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? What do I mean? I haven't seen him. He's gone. That went complete. I did not expect it to go that way. I was expecting like maybe he got poached and it would be a full circle moment. Him smoking. I ain't even, I ain't, well, I'm not going to sit here and say that I saw him smoking crack. Did you? No, I did not. But in my mind, it's y'all in the trenches and you just vanish. Something had to Something happen. Something happened. You're somewhere doing something you shouldn't be doing. And when they found him smoking crack i said all right yeah, i cried laughing because uh, i was yeah. like because then you start thinking back i'm like they made a point to show how fast he was cutting and then they all said something about it so i'm like they made a point to show that because when you just prepping you're not really like going hard you know I'm, he was wowing because my man was on that speed ball Listen, <laughs> drink, get an espresso. I move like that when I drink coffee. Okay. On a regular, just something? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I don't know. That was crazy. All in all, man, phenomenal, 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 man. At the end of the day, though, one more thing we forgot to touch on this person. Who did? The bank. Cicero? Uncle, Uncle Jay? You see... Towards the end, the moves that he's silently making himself. And he respectfully had the conversation with Carmi's sister in the car mm -hmm. about listen, the return that I'm the return that I'm going to get, almost like he was speaking it into existence. Like in his mind, he knows this isn't going to work. And the fact that he's he broke it down, like, listen, like this is it. Like you have to be open in 10 days. We gotta turn a profit. We have to, y'all got to do this. Y'all got to do that. And if y'all don't, this is what's going to happen. And then he's talking to Carmi. He's giving him these little life lessons. He's dropping gems on him, blah, 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 blah. He does not want to be the bad guy, but he's perfectly okay with mm -hmm. being the bad guy. And respectfully, he's just letting him know, listen. You in a hole. If, the, if, it, if, it, go, if it goes left, the way I think it's going to go left, when I do what I got to do, please don't look at me with the long face because this is business. Yo, listen. Carmi, you never should have said 18 months. 
Well, he kind of regretted it after, you know, they had went home. Immediately after he said they this shit. They were bored. <laughs> but it worked out. I mean, with, with, with his old uncle, well, they gave him like 10 different names in there. But Cicero, he was like, his whole thing was like, he's he really is the godfather to them all. No, nah, yeah. Everybody needed him for something. And if it was, it was either money or advice, warranted or unwarranted. And when the payout for somebody finally giving something back to him was the chocolate covered banana. Right. From the fish's dinner. So I was like, who's I was like, who's Mr. Jablonowski? It was Richie. So I was like, oh shit, that's why that shit made sense. So it's like we finally, hey, listen, thank you. Right. But good show. He was man. ready to slap the shit out of Richie too when his uh baby mom thanked him for giving Give him a, a job. job. Oh my god. He was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what did I do? You shut the fuck up. What did I do? Right. She's like, you gave him a job? Right. I was like, ooh. Oh, my goodness. Fucking Richie, man. Fucking Richie. I mean, listen, he forced his way in the room, but he got in. Yeah, listen. He got in. And it wasn't a move without him. No, tw- no, absolutely not. And again, that's why I say I think his growth in the show, to me, was the best version of people growing because he had to because everybody was at their wits end with him Mm -hmm. every single person and then he went to a place where there's people more annoying than him Mm -hmm. and realized oh you could be as shitty and annoying as you can be as long as you have purpose right and he found his told him when he told him no more forks and he put that suit on i knew he tunnel vision for him Mm-hmm. I knew, he figured I knew, it out. He, I knew he was in go mode. Figured he asked out. the questions. He he wanted to learn. He was doing X, Y, and Z. He didn't mess anything up mm-hmm. because I was just waiting for him to fuck something up. But see, that's such a that's like an old school way to teach. Yeah, you, like I'll tell you this: like I was at a French restaurant, and then they, you know, small dice these mushrooms. He split them in half. He said. This half looks like shit. Make this half look like this half. And I had to do that for four days. Mushroom cutting and onion cutting and mushroom onion cutting. Yeah, because they're going to, they're either going to break you mm-hmm. or you're going to perfect it. Yeah. It's one or the other. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. And then it, it worked out that I was on soups for that next week. And then, okay, now you want to lie. You prove you can hang. It teaches you, you know, some some level of professionalism. No, yeah, absolutely. But, absolutely it does. And um, then it was the part, oh, my goodness, I wish I was just thinking about it. Then you messed me up with soups. Oh, my fault. Um, boom, boom, boom. The forks, the soup, doing this thing in a restaurant. Um, was yeah, I lost it. It'll come back to me at some point, hopefully. Yeah, but it's gone. Yeah, good show, man. Oh man, I might I might rewatch it for real, for real, because it was phenomenal. Even though like my score is a seven, but like what a ten out of ten is, it definitely got potential. Season three could be a ten out of ten. What was season one for you? Six. Okay, only because it was it was brand new. It was it was like the acting. I had a problem with the first season. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't. Great. Got you. Carmi was really the only one that could act. Okay, I got you. Everybody else was just kind of just there. Yeah. 
And Richie was just ignorant. And, you know, we love ignorant shit. No, nah, yeah, that's true. That ain't hard to pull up. Like, <laughs> so. When they, when they, uh, when they mixed the Adderall and the punch from season one, oh, and all man. the kids fell asleep. <laughs> I think that's still my favorite part, y'all. Yeah, I don't know. The crack, I mean, the boy smoking crack that might have took the cake for me. But y'all drugged a bunch of kids, though. That's kind of wild to put on TV, but I guess that's why it's FX. But FX the, FX slowly has become the network for good TV. I agree. Because Snowfall just ended, and that's on FX. Atlanta, that just ended a couple months ago. That was on FX. Now that's the joint with uh, Childish Gambino yeah, in it, right? Yeah. I never watched that. You got to. You have to. You have to. Yeah, I never watched it. I'm telling you, you got to. Because if, like, if you like The Bear, it's the same. Just... Let the director, the person who who one of the executive producers from um, the Bear uh -huh. EPs, okay. Atlanta, okay, he, uh, Hero Mirai. So okay. shout out to him. He got his hands in like good shit. Gotcha. So, but yeah, man, that's I, gonna I be it for this week, I man. Look at it. You know, it was a, it was a uh, it was a crazy recap. Nothing nothing too crazy. But again, like we said, if you haven't watched it yet, please like you have no choice at this point. Just go and watch it. And then season one and two at FX at the Bear Forest. Plug us in, plug us in, plug us in. No, for sure. So, also, um, we have a ton of audio. We are on platforms such as Spotify, Audible, Apple Music, all the streaming services. We there go to our Patreon at the Food Joint Podcast. Yeah, there's about to be a tier added, so tap in. And as you can see, we're definitely doing our due diligence on our end to make sure that we continue to bring you guys great content, um, video now with the audio, and listen, just great food banner, um, just continuing to give you guys what we've been giving you guys from the beginning. So that's never going to change. All right, man. Next week. Next week. Same time, same place. Yep. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Peace.